Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So we talk a lot about the strategy of websites, like when it comes to making sure clients' goals are supported, but there is more that goes into a well-designed website than just that. So I wanted to touch on something, one of those things today. And something I've gotten actually a lot of questions on lately in different surveys I've sent out is how to make websites that are easy to navigate through things like how pages are organized or how categories are used, things like that, which is something I never really thought of talking about before. So I love that people are asking about this. Um, When we think about the navigation of a website, it's really easy to consider like the menu at the top and call it good from there. But there are so many other places that navigation, overall navigation of a site should be considered. And it can be a lot to think about, like figuring out how to get people from point A to point B, like no matter where they are on a website. Um, And it's even more difficult if you have only ever thought of the navigation as the menu at the top. So today we're going to go over some tips I have for improving the navigation around your website designs. I think this is going to be a great topic. And actually, I'm not that surprised that you have gotten a lot of questions about this because... When you think about the menu being right there and it's one of the Mm -hmm. first things people are seeing on your site and that's where they're making the very first decision on what they want to look at, it really makes you think that this plays a huge role in the strategy. So you have to be really strategic about what you're putting there and the order and all these other things. So yeah, I think this episode is going to be really helpful for everyone out there trying to steal a little bit of your tips and tricks on strategic design. (laughs) I sure hope so. Um, But like I said before, like I know a lot of people don't put a lot of thought into this. And I think it's just because it's one of those, you know, the menu is one of the standard areas on a website. Every website has a menu. Okay, I'm just going to slap it there and call it good. Um, But there's so much other stuff to think about. Um, But with that being said, I don't blame you if you're one of those people, because I definitely used to be one of those people. It's like, okay, I have a menu. These are the pages I want in it. I'm just going to slap them in there and call it good. Um, But something for you guys to think about, like what happens if someone gets to the end of a page or a blog post in your design? Or how can you make sure it's really easy for people to find what they actually came to the website for? And how are you using the website's layout and features that it already has to get readers where your clients want them to go? So thinking about those things and more than just the menu at the top is going to make sure that people can easily move around the website you design regardless of where they are on the page or website. If they're scrolled all the way down, if they're in the middle of a blog post, like that menu at the top shouldn't be the only thing guiding them from place to place. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point because unless you're going to make the menu static and, you mm-hmm. know, stay there when you're scrolling, then people are going to have to scroll all the way back up yeah. or whatever, scroll down to see if there's a menu in the footer. So it is just as important to think about everything else, not just the navigation. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to jump into some of those things, but I figured since we've already talked about the menu so much, we might as well just start there and talk about how the menu is organized and what you can do to make that you know the best that you can um so this is kind of one of those things that it's just so simple it's easy to skip over but it can also be hard to make strategic because it's one of those things that clients want control over they send you the links they want and you know that's all there is to it they don't understand the value of narrowing it down But like we've talked about this lots of times, like how sometimes a little extra client education can go a long way. And if they send you that crazy long list of links or links that don't make sense, I'd encourage you to try including just the important ones organized in a way that makes the most sense and then explain it to them why you did it that way and how they can incorporate the other pages and like other areas of their website. And like, when we always bring this up, we always say, okay, some clients are not going to listen. They're going to be like, no, put all those dang links Mm -hmm. back in my menu. You know, mind your own business. Just make this look good. But at least, you know, you tried and um, the clients who do accept it and, you know, like your reasoning will be that much better off because of it. Yeah, I think when you put just as much attention into making sure those links are elsewhere on the site, either maybe in the sidebar or even the footer like we've talked about in a previous episode, um, and then you're taking the time to explain that when you're presenting Mm -hmm. the design, then you can really be more successful, I think, than if you just kind of slap it up there and hope that your client either doesn't notice that all the links aren't there or that they just don't say anything about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think doing a little extra education here definitely is a good idea. Very important. Yeah. And I I can just like see like the Asana notification. I noticed that X, Y, and Z links were not included. Can we get those added? So yes, definitely tell them when you do this and can I just say that's exactly how sassy we read all of the feedback we get from our clients oh we're awful um you did not include the background color on the opt-in form in the sidebar that you included in the footer can you fix that please like that's the exact sass I read all of the feedback with so don't say it that way oh we're awful we're awful okay (laughs) Maybe that's why we get so frustrated. Let's have a poll. We need to know if other like business owners, other designers do this. Because like I just said, that's probably why we get so frustrated with our clients. If we read it with like less of a, you know, Uh really rude tone. Um, I'm just wondering. That would probably be like, oh, you're so sweet. I don't mind doing that at all. Of course. Anyway, we need we need to ask in the Facebook group when this goes live if anyone else does that. But back to your episode. Back to the menu. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about how you can design these menus strategically. And I like to break it down into two, two really simple steps. First, just like we touched on a second ago, think about what links should actually be included. So things like blog, the services page, the about page, those are probably important for most of the people you're going to work with. But things like resources or a link to a community or an affiliates page right at the top, 
aren't going to be quite as beneficial for most people. And I'm not saying that these pages shouldn't be included anywhere, but they're things that either don't get your client's audience closer to the actions they should be taking, or they're better off being linked in other places. So for example, a community page is going to be, you know, going to get better results if it's linked after a little trust is built on us on the site. It doesn't make sense to have it in the main menu when one, people will only need it one time, and two, a little trust needs to be built first. And then kind of similarly, an affiliates page. It's gonna be more beneficial after someone has already shown interest in what your client has to offer. Maybe depending on what they're looking for affiliates for, it make more sense on their contact page or their about page or embedded in like their template for their email list rather than linked right at the top of their website. So that's just something to think about in different ways to consider how link, when links should or shouldn't be included. I think that is such a good point and definitely about the community link where you were saying, you know, they obviously have to trust you and they're Mm -hmm. only going to use it once because on my previous site design, I had a link to my weekly emails. Like I have a whole specific page just for that. And I had that in my um, menu at the top for the longest time until I was like, oh crap, I have other stuff to put here. That's going to go somewhere else. But I didn't think about the fact that people are only going on that page once and they're either signing up for my email list or they're not. Mm -hmm. So I can see that being way better off in the footer even, you know, when people are like, oh my gosh, I really love this person. What else can I look at? And then they, there they go. Instead of wasting up this really important space at the very top of the site with something that they may not even care about yet. Yeah, and I think I feel like I've seen community links or like free course links popping up more and more in menus and like yes, we want as many eyes on those things as possible, but it's like time and place. Like when will people actually be ready for those things? It's like you said, after they've gone through a page on your website and they're in the footer or in a blog post, something like that. So, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you like that and agree with it though. <laughs> so the second step after you have figured out which link should actually be included is just to consider the ordering um, in a way that makes sense. So think of things in order of both priority and how they make sense for website visitors. So on my own site, I actually asked myself what order I'd want someone to go through things in when they land on my site. Not necessarily the first time, but you know, when people are on my website in general, how do I want them to move through it? Um, So that's what I looked at first. And then when I was kind of trying to sort through things like related to services, so this is things like portfolio services and um, testimonials, I thought of, as a developer, how important it is for me to build trust because a lot of people don't trust developers because you hear so many crappy stories. Um, So that's why on my website right now, the services page is surrounded by links to my portfolio and testimonials. So before they go to my services, hopefully they'll see something good. Afterwards, hopefully they'll see something good. And that's why I made those decisions and just little things you can think about when figuring out how to order a menu. Um, But really keep this step step quick and simple for yourself. Don't overthink it, um, but definitely put a little thought into it if you haven't been already. So Corey, I would love to know if you do anything like this or something different when it comes to organizing a menu on your site or your client sites. Yeah, no, I keep the same exact things in mind 
um, when I'm doing menus. And normally when people come to me for like client-wise, I am just going to put things up in the order that they want it. So I'm definitely going to work on getting better about being more strategic and kind of advising them on the order. But I am actually more thoughtful about that on my own site. So similar to you, I think about what would people be most curious about? I think... (laughs) I'm kind of nosy by nature, and I get it from my mom, and I love you, mom, (laughs) if you're listening to this. Um, But so I kind of thought about that when I was ordering my menu. So right now I have about work with me, blog, and then shop. And then I get even more, I think, strategic specifically when it comes to my services. So my work with me is a drop-down menu, and I'm thinking, okay, what would people want to look at first? Well, obviously they would want to know what I do, Mm -hmm. so services are first they would want to see what kind of work I actually am creating so portfolio is after that and then once they've looked at the work they may want to like make sure those people were actually happy working with me (laughs) so happy clients is the last like link in that drop down so yeah I'm thinking very similarly to Mm -hmm. you maybe in a more like casual way um, as far as strategy goes, but yeah, very similar. Yeah, that's not, no, I think that makes perfect sense. And I like how we do have the same pro- th- thought process, but our links still end up different. Like for example, mm-hmm. my about page is way later and you, you know, just based on your own habits, you decided to prioritize that first, even though we were thinking about similar things. So there's no right way to do this, but putting some kind of thought in is helpful. <laughs> And I think we have talked about this in a previous episode as far as where to put things on your site, Mm -hmm. but testing out um, like locations for what you put first, the heat maps that um, Sumo offers specifically would be a really good thing here, you know, give it like, I don't know what, maybe a month or something. And then if people are clicking clicking a lot on this one page, but you want them to go to something different, you can kind of switch things up. I love that suggestion. You'll have to link to that in the show notes for sure for anyone who hasn't used it before. Now I want to go do that. I have heat maps active. I'm going to go look at them. (laughs) Designing a strategic website that gets your clients results and turns around to benefit your own business is no small feat. It's an all new process and way of thinking that needs to be added to your design projects and it can take years to figure out how it all works. But I've got a way for you to speed up the process. Design Your Own Pixel Perfect Production is a workbook and ebook combo to lead you through every step of the process, including improving your own website, getting your clients real results through a perfectly strategic design, and knowing the questions to ask before and after the project to be able to have real results to compare. If you're ready to learn the exact steps you need to craft a strategic website, implement it flawlessly, and see results in your own business, head over to getbacktodesign.co slash strategy workbook to learn more and use the code getbacktodesign for $10 off your copy. After that, prepare to take action and see happier clients, better testimonials, more referrals, and those higher paying clients you've been waiting for. So that was how you can make the main menu on a site 
organized in a strategic way. Now I want to move on to how to make just kind of general things easy for people to find. Because we all know how freaking annoying it is to go to a website for something specific and not be able to find it. Like, it's so frustrating. So for example, maybe you're looking for a certain product someone offers or a service or you want to read blog posts on a certain topic. It should not be hard to find those things. It should be easy. But a lot of times it is difficult because people creating the sites aren't thinking about it from a perspective of what people are looking for and how easy it is to find. Um, So I have a couple tips on how to make this nice and easy. First is just make it easy to find. Put things front and center. So if you know that someone's going to be coming to the website you're designing looking for something specific, make it so they won't have to search for it. So if uh, your client writes blog content about specific categories, make sure those categories are easy to find and sort through. Maybe you have the most common categories kind of listed out on the homepage or the blog page with drop downs or icons or buttons or whatever it is. So people can go, oh yeah, I wanna read about this specific thing and just click on it rather than going through the blog and having to sort through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Or maybe if you don't want it to be that obvious, you can just include like the name of the category linked in the blog post where people know to click on those to go to find more posts for that category. Um, But you can do something similar with products, services, freebies, whatever it is. Just make sure you use that extra time to make sure it's front and center. So on places like the homepage, maybe you're using the sidebar, footer, maybe even the header um, more than you would before for specific things people are going to be searching for. With that being said, my second tip is to please include a search bar. Like, I am begging you to use search bars on the sites you design. And I have seen so many websites without without a search bar lately. That's why I'm already getting a little ranty about this, because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know how easy it is to add search bars to websites in WordPress and Squarespace. Like, there's no excuse to not have one. Um, luckily I know a little trick in Google Chrome where you can directly search a single website, but most people do not know that trick. So that means they're having to know the exact URL that they want to look for, or they're going to sit and click through the site trying to find it, or they're hoping that a Google search will get what they want on that specific website. And it is just crazy when you think about how easy it is to add something like a search bar. So please do not leave those out of your website design. So those are the biggest tips I have for making things easy to find. Just make sure they're front and center. Think about what people will want to find, put them in popular areas. So Corey, do you have anything beyond that? I feel like that feels overly simplified, but I also feel like it is that easy. Well, I have a point to kind of add to your rant and then a question for you. So to add to your search bar (laughs) rant, um, a really big thing that frustrates me in terms of the search bar is a lot of people don't think or they don't know any better and they pin the blog post image from the homepage because some people out there still Mm -hmm. have their whole entire blog post showing on the homepage. So they're just like, oh, let me just pin this and say to click to read more. And when I am coming from Pinterest to your site and I'm trying to find this specific post, if you don't have a search bar, I'm done. I'm not going to sit here and click 45 different pages. Yep. 
you know, to try to find that specific post. And I actually don't know the trick. I think I do, but I'm not sure I know the Google Chrome trick you're talking about to find stuff. So to heck with that. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find it. I'll go see if someone else wrote about it. Mm -hmm. So just to add to the rant, (laughs) keep that in mind when you are designing stuff for your clients, because you do not want your clients' visitors to be bouncing off their site after 0.1 seconds Mm -hmm. because they didn't find what they were looking for immediately. Yep. And more people than you would even think do that crazy stuff with the Pinterest images. Oh, yeah. So it does get really frustrating. My question for you, and this goes back to um, a couple episodes ago. I wish I could remember the number. But we were talking about sidebars and being very specific about how many calls to actions we include in there. Episode 51. (laughs) Okay, episode 51, you guys. We talked about sidebars. I am curious if you think including like several different, say you picked like the top three or top four categories on a blog and you um, included those in the sidebar, do you say that whole category section is one call to action or would you say the different categories are different calls to action? Like how would you make that decision Mm -hmm. in terms of strategy? I think it probably depends on how it's designed, but if it's designed in a way that it makes sense and is like easy to process, I think one would be what you would count it as. Cause either mm-hmm. you'd have like a drop down, or you'd have like little icons in columns. So if there were four categories, you'd have a little icon for each and two columns. And that would make perfect sense. You could have like a title, like, what are you looking for? Or, you know, click on a category or something like that. And that's really easy for people to process really quickly. And I think it would definitely only count as one. Um, And I do think that's something we talked about, including uh, just like a quick mention, like categories. If you're going to include something that's not specifically related to one of your client's goals, something like categories to make the website easy to navigate is a really, really good option. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, I just wanted to ask about that because I know sometimes for some clients they have like six categories and they want Mm -hmm. these really cute buttons and it's like they also want ads and the search bar and the opt-in and it's like too many calls to action. But episode 51 if you want to hear us really talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think we're going to mention it again later too. But okay, so we're going to move on from making things easy to find. I think we beat that to the ground. Let's go to the next one, which is just, you can make websites easy to navigate through by linking between pages. And this one is gonna be really quick because um, you might feel like, okay, this is up to my client. Like if they mention their shop in their about page copy, they can link to their shop. Like I'm not gonna read through their copy and link to their shop for them. And I totally agree. If, if they're not doing it, I would never expect a designer to read through the copy so closely that they would catch that and then go and link to it. But this is another place where you can do a little education and help them understand the importance or just how it makes sense. Okay, if you mention the shop, people are going to want to look at your shop. So make sure you're linking to that in the future. So you don't have to like go through and do all this. But this is just something really quick you can educate them on. And if you include education materials like in your pre-work that's just a little piece you could add you know a paragraph in or something like that so nice and easy one 
Yeah, and this doesn't have to be like you're reading word for word, analyzing no. their about page copy. This is mm-hmm. a lot easier than you think it is. Like if you're putting in the copy on their about page and you notice that it's not linked, maybe yeah. just go on ahead and link it and they will probably just be happy that you did. Mm-hmm. So I, cause I know sometimes I notice stuff will stick out to me even if I'm not reading it yep. and then, you know, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely agree. So the last thing I want to go over is making navigation easy from the bottom of posts and pages. So how can you keep people moving through your design once they're at the bottom of a page? Uh, Ideally, every single post and page would just end with a call to action that your client included. But what if they forget? Or what if visitors aren't interested in the specific option they're given? What are they going to do? So let's talk about both posts and pages separately, I guess. Um, A great option for blog posts is just related posts, which we've talked about a lot in the past. But this is such an easy way to give people information that they are really likely to be interested in. If they were reading about something, Heck yes, they want more information that's related to that. So including related posts kind of automatically in your website designs, is it's a win-win. Um, and it makes a lot more sense to have these related post suggestions than it does to have previous and next arrows, which I see sometimes. So, I mean, yes, previous and next arrows will get some people clicking around, but unless your client only writes about one topic ever, um, they're probably just going to bring people to content they don't care about more than they'd bring, it, bring them to content they do care about. So having related posts instead is a really good option there. Um, also on blog posts, you can do things like including an opt-in or a little like blurb about your client that links to their about page or something like that if you want something different from kind of the standard related posts that we see quite a bit. Um, Moving on to pages, though, they're not quite as fun to work with uh, because you generally need to consider what makes sense next based on the page content. But as a catch-all, since that one's kind of going to be up to your clients, just make sure you are designing footers that are strategic. So we went over this in episode 51 that Cora and I just mentioned. Um, But something simple like having a navigation menu in your client's most important call to action can be a really great kind of default option for you there. And you can use that and kind of build on it um, based on your client's goals, which we talk about in episode 51. But as long as you have something in that footer, you know you know, people are having a better chance of finding something they're interested in instead of scrolling to the bottom of the page and deciding they're done. Yeah, and I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier, which I think is a genius idea I've never thought about, is including a little bit of, like, pre-work education, you know, before you even get the project started. You can make them start thinking about these things as Mm -hmm. they are pulling their content together so they can think about their pages and then you can focus on the different elements like their sidebar and their footer when it comes to like the blog page and then the actual specific pages on their site. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like, I know pre-work like that for anyone who's not doing it probably just sounds overwhelming, but it's one of those things you spend a couple of days doing it and you're done. And hopefully, like you were saying, it's beneficial for all of your future clients and you just had to like 
peel off the band-aid one time and make the dang thing and then you're good to go (laughs) so as a quick recap for this episode everything we talked about today i think is really simple to start including in your designs but those simple things can make the websites you design so much easier to navigate Um, visitors should never have to sit and look for something that's you know kind of standard for them to want to see on a site those common options should be right there in front of them on things like the home page the menu maybe sidebar footer, areas like that. So your action steps for today are to take a look at your own website and see if there's any ways you can improve the navigation. Like, is your menu organized well? Do you have a freaking search bar? (laughs) Can people get to specific types of content easily on your site? Um, Then I also want you to add a step to your process to consider navigation just kind of as a reminder to yourself until it becomes habit. I know a lot of my action steps for you guys are to add something to your process, but this one is more of just like a reminder. So you start to think about it because it's just something really easy that will become habit after those first few times. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Oh,